The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Careful making wishes in the dark, dark, can't be so Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Daniel Garcia, and our special guest kicking off Angels Preview Week is none other than Mark Gubi Gubaza. How are you doing today, my friend? Hey, how you doing, my friend? How's everything going, man? I wish everything's going well for you, everybody there. Thank you very much for jumping on and getting ready for uh, Angel Season 2021. Um, almost feels like a year in the making with the short season um, in 2020. So some changes for you coming up in this season. Obviously, we got the first sample of you and your new uh, co-host, uh, the play-by-play, Darren Sutton. So how to feel? How did, how'd it go? Yeah, it was, you know, it feels like we've been doing it for a long, long time. A couple of years ago, we did a, a post-game, pre-post down in spring training, so I kind of know him a little bit. Uh, Jose and I, we've been working a, a number of these games, and that's been going real well. This, our, our group this year, I'm, I'm going to miss my brother, Victor, obviously, but, uh, you know, Darren, he's a, he's, a, he's a pro. He knows exactly what he, he loves the game. He has such a passion for angel baseball to boot, so this is going to be a lot of fun going forward. Maddie V is going to be involved yeah. here before too long. And uh, tell you what, Angel fans are really going to get a treat with Maddie and, and Darren doing this. They're uh, play by play. and They're really, really good at what they do. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing all three of you guys um, at the same time. Like you mentioned, you, Jose, and then also um, Matt slash Darren, depending on the game. But I had Darren on last week and he kind of talked a little bit about the process of how kind of the interview process. And one of the things that caught my ear and was really interested in is that you guys did the um, Mike Trout, uh, you know, passing Tim Sam to 300, like rebroadcasted it. So, you know, kind of, and, you know, he said he never watched it because he kind of wanted to be in the moment. But for you, the guy that was actually there in real life, how was that for you? Because, like, do you remember what you said? So you got to try, are you going to try to change it up? Or how did you play that? You know, it was it was funny because, you know, I did a, a few of those different demos and we did the same game every, every time. And oh, wow, okay. You know, our producer who worked those games itself, the live game, uh, it was funny. He goes, he played it back. He goes, you know, it's weird. You almost said the same exact thing. But I, I didn't remember. I was so caught up in that moment, you know, talking with Tim Salmon all the way through and having him there. And then I remember when Trout hit the home run, he's looking up in, in, up at the booth. And I'm waving over at Tim Salmon. I go, Trout, he's trying to say hi to you. Hi, dude. He goes, oh, then he looked down. And that whole moment was, was really good, considering how – crazy of a, of a sprint of a season slow start great month of september for the team to have trout do that on mike trout weekend i think that right. was pretty special to be able to tie and then pass him that time so obviously another big thing that's going to happen this year that didn't happen last year is that there's going to be some kind of fans in the stands you know uh minimal at first and hopefully gradually get more and more of the season goes on 
How much are you looking forward to that being in, a, you know, you are in an empty stadium calling games. How much are you looking forward to the, some kind of fans being back this year? Uh, it's huge. You know, the players have already voiced their opinion on that. They, they, they feed off the fans. And the same thing as a player I did. And in this side of it too, as, as an analyst. So, I'm, you know, you're looking down in the stands, you can feel the energy at the ballpark, even, you know, I, I am going into the stadium and even leaving the stadium. I love that interaction between, you know, the fans and myself. So to have them back there to live and be part of those moments going forward, because, I mean, we have some pretty good players. I mean, Shohei Otani's been off the charts so far. You have Rendon, you got Trouty doing Trouty stuff. And Albert Pujols, you know, he's on his way to Cooperstown for yeah. a reason. And he's doing things that are really special right now. So to have them there, to be part of that, to celebrate with us, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I can't wait for it. And I know how much you love holidays. And I, I kind of thought of this <laughs> to myself. And, you know, when, when spring training starts and pitchers and catching – catchers report that to me that's kind of like october that's kind of like halloween it kind of gets you in there ready but it's not the big holidays and then you have spring training games and then that's kind of like thanksgiving it's getting closer but it's not quite christmas and to me i feel like christmas day is opening day you know that's how i feel and i'm I'm really excited to have opening day april 1st again um home against the white Sox. so let's talk about this 2021 season coming up um pitching pitching has always been kind of a deal with the Angels the last handful of years. How do you feel about the guys they brought in to help that, uh, you know, Cantana, Iglesias, Cobb, just to kind of name a few? Yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling comfortable with this situation right now. And I know going with a six-man rotation, Bundy was a great acquisition last year. He looks even better this spring training. And it's not easy to be able to throw his, his breaking ball, his curveball slider, and even his split change in that air, thin air up in Arizona, yet he's been able to do it. You know, Heaney... Uh, Canning, we're seeing some good things out of there too, but I'm really excited. Quintana is throwing the ball very, very well. And I kind of compare him a little bit to Anthony Rendon, which they they seem like they don't have a pulse yet. <laughs> they slow the game down so well and, the, and they perform in those big moments. And I think he's made some adjustments in his mechanics. A number of the pitchers, including Shohei Otani and Alex Cobb, have worked their way to drive line up and up in the Seattle area really to refine their skills on the mound. And we're seeing some pretty special things. Alex Cobb, I mentioned, Jim Palmer, the minute that the Angels picked him up, he called me up and said, you're going to love this guy. Fastball has increased his velocity over the last few seasons. We're seeing 95 so far. His splitter's great. He, he He's a tough competitor, gets a lot of ground balls as well. So there's some really good depth in there. And then you look down and see guys like, you know, Reed Deppner's the way he's throwing, Jaime Berea. Patrick Sandoval. So for once, we're seeing some really good depth. And the name I I, I love, too, is Chris Rodriguez, who could either be a spot starter, guy out of the bullpen. And Rysel Iglesias, I love his stuff in that back-end closing game. So you finally have that guy settle in that spot where you're comfortable in that ninth inning, maybe even able to get you an out or two in the eighth inning. There's some really good arms down in the bullpen. Overall, the staff, probably the strongest one I've seen in a number of years now. Staying healthy, and the big yes. guy there, Shohei Otani, he could be your ace of your staff, obviously. He's throwing 102 miles an hour. So there's a lot of positives going forward. You just got to keep the health and keep going forward as far as building momentum. And like I've told, even on broadcast, these guys, these guys, and especially in the starting staff, have to compete against each other, in my opinion, as well as the other team. You only get better when you see a guy going seven innings, and Bundy even said this the other day, I want to go eight innings. I want to be better than the guy the night before. That friendly competition makes your rotation that much better. 
yeah, it's cool to see these guys kind of have that competitive edge to, like you mentioned, one to up one up the guy that was in mm-hmm. front of them. Um, you kind of mentioned it, health, and I kind of feel like this has been an issue, not not an issue, but a, a, a subject that's been brought about throughout MLB with the shortened season last year is pitchers' health coming into a full season. Um, you know, pitchers not getting a lot of innings last year because obviously the shortened season. How much is, of that are you worried about? And, you know, obviously that's pitching all over the place. And how can the Angels prepare themselves for something like that? That's, that's why I think this six-man rotation and a number of clubs are going that route too today. And one thing interesting, and I, I didn't know this from Joe Madden, he said this today in a Zoom call, not only are they going with that six-man rotation, but their normal bullpen day, they're going to have a simulated game. And that means you're going to face live hitting. So that way you're not overly strong, yet you're building up your arm strength in there because – most of these guys are not used to throwing with five days rest. They're used to four days rest to be every five days as far as a five-man rotation. So everything's a little bit different for them. Every pitcher is going to be a little different this year. I think most managers are going to opt to be conservative as far as how, you, how far you stretch them out in the game. There are going to be some guys getting that 180, maybe close to 200. Not many of them will do that. But uh, it's all about having that good quality six, maybe seven innings every time out. And with a six-man rotation – you'll take a little bit of stress off your bullpen and not have to get so many innings out of there because you're going with a six-man instead of a five-man rotation. How do you think you would have done with a, with a six-man rotation back back when you played? Well, being a sinker ball pitcher, I didn't like to be extra strong. And in a number of times in a couple seasons at various points, we went with a four-man rotation. I, I liked that myself. There was two reasons why I liked it. One, you get a better chance to get more wins because you're out there more often. And two – I wasn't overly strong as, as a guy like an Alex Cobb, for instance. He's a guy that gets a lot of ground balls. The stronger he feels, the harder he thinks he's going to throw, and that means the baseball is going to flatten out a little bit more. So you want to be, especially if you're going to pitch, a pitch-to-contact type pitcher, you don't want to be overly strong. And I look at this entire rotation. Outside of Shohei Otani, every one of these guys has the ability to get strikeouts, especially with their secondary pitches, but they're not going to be rushing the fastball up their upper 90s, so they're going to – hit their spots with their fastball, get some soft contact on their fastball. So you want to be a little less strong, which doesn't – in some ways it kind of contradicts what you're saying as far as trying to stay healthy, but you don't want to be overly strong because the harder you throw, the more the fastball flattens out. And we know how good hitters like they had a flat, straight yeah. fastball out over the plate. So we're in spring training. We're about, a you know – almost a week away from the season starting exactly. Um, Andrew Haney took the mound today, gave up five runs, but you know that's kind of not the thing to look at when you're in spring training. What are you looking at when you're seeing guys pitch in spring training? Is it velocity? Is it command? Because obviously the, the the other numbers, runs, hits, you know, that necessarily isn't that important. Especially for, my, for me in, in the cactus league, you're going to give up some fly, routine fly balls that get out. And the ground ball sometimes because the ground is so hard out there, it goes through for a hit. So you take numbers out of the way. I look for what I'm seeing from the pitchers so far is how the baseball is coming out of their hand. And like even Andrew Heaney today, early on, he had a tough time commanding his, his breaking ball. But as the game progressed, if I don't know if you noticed, but he started throwing more breaking balls to get a better feel. And as it went along, much better feel for his stuff. His fastball, he's not upper 90s, but his fastball appears to be 98, 99 miles an hour because he hides it so well and it just jumps out of his hand. So that's why you see a lot of odd swings against his fastball. His changeup and breakable, there's going to have some separation as far as what you're looking for is the speeds. And if he's able to do that, he's going to be fine. I, I think he finally gets that next step because the stuff's there 
all the hard work he put into this offseason from working with Rapsodo machine to be able to get better feel and see and read where this changeup is going to really be important as the season progresses. So he's probably going to be the second day starter because yeah. uh came out last week, I believe, that uh, Dylan Bundy is going to be the opening day starter for the Angels. Um, you mentioned it. He seems even better, looking better this year. But going back to last year, I think he was a little bit of a surprise for at least some Angel fans that aren't weren't too sure about his past from in Baltimore. What was it about last year that you saw that really stood out? And then what has he improved? You know, since the last time you saw him at the end of last season to now in spring training. Yeah, there's there's a couple things that I, I go back to for last season for Dylan Bundy. One thing that I, I've seen, I see an incredibly competitive guy. One of the few guys you're seeing around baseball right now that aren't real happy when you see the manager getting on that phone and calling down to the bullpen. He's like, no, I'm out. this is my game, which I love to see. Playing in the AL East, playing in Camden Yards. So there's a couple things going against you. All those ballparks really in the AL East are small hitters ballparks. He's more of a fly ball pitcher. So anything hitting the air, whether it's Fenway Park, Camden Yards, Yankee Stadium, the right center, right field, they're out of the ballpark. So same thing in Toronto. Toronto, when you think about it, is is a great hitter's ballpark, Rogers Center. So every one of those yards is, is hitter's park, plus great lineups. You get them away from there. And the big thing for me, playing for Baltimore, they're in the rebuild mode for a number of seasons, going in there every day knowing it, there's a really good chance you're not going to win the game. And that hurts because your mindset is always about winning and losing. So if you're going in there, all you're thinking about is piling up innings and strikeouts, maybe because you're not going to win the game. So he comes over to the Angels. He's the ace of a staff, and he knows he has a chance to win every game and it put the team into the postseason. That makes you that much better. And the feeling of his pitches so far today have been absolutely phenomenal as far as where he's been able to place it. His splitters, split finger changeups have been great. Curveball, excellent. Slider good. And he spots his fastball, all four quadrants of the strike zone, as well as anybody. He can paint that fastball really, really well. So he's obviously the top guy, and then I'm I'm guessing Haney's that number two guy. Another guy that's been having a really good um, spring training is, like you mentioned, Shohei Otani. Do you do you think they put him in that three four spot, and then again six man rotation kind of works out? Because I believe they said they're not going to hold him to like a Sunday start like they did last year, just kind of let it play out. Or do you kind of wait for him to kind of put the back end, maybe that six guy? That's a great question because, you know, what I've been trying to put together is I, I always want a rotation where the opposing club doesn't sit down and watch, hey, there's two or three lefties in a row, there's three righties in a row. So if you can interchange that quite a bit. So I'm guessing this is right now, as of today, <laughs> Bundy, Heaney, Canning, Quintana, and then probably either Shohei or Cobb or flip-flop those guys around, one of the two. But uh, what we saw the other day from Shohei was phenomenal. Leading off, yeah. you know, you got to remember that, leading off a game and face, facing Blake Snell lines a single right away. I mean, he's unbelievable what, he, what he's doing. And he almost hit a home run to left center as well later in that game and threw 102. Four really good innings. Didn't have to step down and get somebody to come in to finish off an inning. He did it all himself. I think as the season progresses, depending on how this team's doing, and we all expect it, and what I'm seeing is this team being in that contention all the way through, and I firmly believe making the postseason that he moves around the rotation. You have that flexibility with off days that you can move and kind of you know manipulate your rotation the way you want to going forward in those big games in August and September. What do you think the biggest difference from Otani last year struggling pitching to coming back and 
almost out of nowhere because we weren't sure what we we're going to get from after last year and just having an, a, a great uh, spring training. I, I think he said it best. He was embarrassed the way he played last year. And he's, he's upset that he hasn't performed better on all these kind of levels as well. I mean, whether it's, you know, how the, he feels that people in Japan view him at, back home or in the States, he wants to be that guy. He really worked hard to get everything going. He came in the camp in incredible shape, but more so strong mental shape this year where he felt everything was right. I'm seeing what I'm, you know, from the stress position thrown right now, it's taking a lot of pressure off him as far as instead of going through the full windup on the mound. Batter's box, he's not moving his feet. The pitchers are trying to pound him in with fastballs inside. He just kind of moves back and gets right back in or gets locked in there. So everything right now I'm seeing from him is a different focus in him right this year. He's already probably one of the fastest guys on the team, strongest guy on the team, throws the hardest on the team. You know, he steals bases. I mean, it's it's incredible what he does on a baseball diamond. But now you're seeing a different focus from him, and he's and he's confident, and he's healthy. Right now he is a completely healthy, and that's what you want to see from Shohei Otani. If he does stay completely healthy, and I guess I'm asking for the pitching side and the offensive side, what are some realistic expectations um, Angel fans can have on, on this 2021 season? Well, I'm guessing, you know, if everything goes well, well it's on the pitching side, you're talking 20, 22 starts. And the way he's throwing, boy, he might even be able to go out and hit for himself and get some extra <laughs> runs as well. So I'm guessing a 10-game winner, 10, 11 games, if not more. Uh, 20, 25 home runs away swinging the bat right now. I mean, that, these are potential phenomenal numbers. I mean, they're, you know, Babe Ruth was the last person that ever did anything like that on the mound in the batter's box. So we're looking and I'm feeling kind of similar to what I did back in his rookie season, although there was always concern about his elbow, even back in his rookie season. So they were limited amount of starts and innings. You were going once every seven days. That's not going to be the case. And I think what the conversation with Perry Manassian and Joe Madden and, and, Shohei and his whole entire group, as far as this, it's like, hey, it's it's go time. We got to win. We're going to go with how you feel. We're not going to necessarily give a program this way. It's, it, each day, it could change. Each week, it could change. So he wants, like everybody else on the pitching side, they want him and the staff to be creative, both during the game and in between starts as well. So, you know, obviously, like we mentioned before, there's a lot of talks about bringing in other pitchers even till I think, you know, pretty much until spring training started. But what are your thoughts? Someone asked, why don't you think Perry went after another pitcher like like Oda Rizzi before he obviously he signed with uh, the Houston? Why do you think they, they brought another person in or do you think they felt comfortable with what they have in-house? Well, I, I know there was conversation with the, the camp for Jake Oda Rizzi. I mean, he's a very solid pitcher. He's, he doesn't give you necessarily length in the game, but it's very good quality pitching during the course of his game, whether it's five or six innings. That, that conversation was there. And – you know, if, if you looked for an ace, the other guy was going to be Trevor Bauer. I don't know how – I mean, I know there was interest on both sides, but then it kind of went into the either the New York Mets or the Dodgers. And I think at that point, there was he was leaning all the way, all the way long with the Dodgers, I think. And then he's going to have a fantastic season there. So not many guys. I thought Walker would have been a guy that maybe there was some interest in as well. Uh, Quintana and Alex Cobb, if they stay healthy. And Alex Cobb – is a real interesting thing again because he's had some issues with staying on on the mound. But when just a few years ago, when he's under Joe Madden, he was really really good. So you have arms that have the potential to being good. And I, I go back to what Perry Manassian said when he when he was hired as a general manager. I want to prevent runs, 
And if I do that, my entire staff will be better. This infield defense is phenomenal. Right. I mean, it really is a phenomenal defense. I was, you know, Anderson Simmons is one of my favorite all-time players, but I'm watching Jose Iglesias now at shortstop. I, I, I've been shocked how good he's been playing there, and I like the way he's swinging the bat. The emphasis also was get better all around in the outfield defense. And, you know, all the defensive metrics, all the outfielders went down for them last year. And, right including Mike Trout, and he's, he's pushed himself to be a better outfielder in center field. You know, Dexter Fowler's definitely a guy that's been – he's a winner. He won a World Series. I mean, if you go back to the Cubbies, the whole thing is he go, we go. So he's he's a spark plug. And then Upton, Justin's been looking really, really good, not only at the plate, but I'm seeing much better routes in the outfield. And if you go back four, five, six years ago, he was a solid outfielder. The last few years, hey, we got to be honest, he hasn't been good out there in the outfield. You know, Jeter Hines, our first base coach, has a, you know, it's almost like a disciple on outfield defense. And he's emphasized that. And then Juan Lagares is, I mean, we, he's off the charts. I mean, he's a phenomenal defender. So, and Taylor Ward's been really good out there. So there's some real good battles as far as extra players. But the defense in the outfield and the defense in the infield behind the play, Kurt Suzuki is going to make a huge difference. Max Stassi. That all comes into play, which makes your entire pitching staff that much better. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? 
Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just around the corner, we have MLB Baseball. BetOnline covers everything from award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. This is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest releases, you can find the exact sneaker you are looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go if you want to cop that pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they are sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. 
And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With the other sites charging as much as 25%, you're going to have a ton of extra cash left for, guess what? More sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Again, that's ebay.com slash sneakers today. And here's another question too. And you mentioned a lot of those names, but which one are you most excited about the, of the new additions to the roster? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, hmm. uh, like I said, Jose Iglesias has been, been even a bigger surprise than anybody I've seen so far, but I, it's easy to say Shohei Otani's like getting a new guy on, on your roster right now, the way he's playing, <laughs> but uh, a full season with Anthony Rendon is going to be huge. I mean, it was such yeah. a, sprint of a season he says the same thing last year it didn't feel like I was around the guys that much and he's a he's a huge leader and I love what he said about Joe Madden I guess when I was on the other side I thought Joe Madden was a nut and now that I'm on on the same side as him I'm like there's a lot of things he says and preaches that's going to make me a better player it's going to make everyone else around but above all that whole mantra in, in camp is is all about that team chemistry and that winning mentality and I'll tell you what I've been on some clubs that were really really good that didn't perform well, but I was on some clubs that had that right chemistry. And of course we won a world series in 85 with that team in Kansas city. It comes into play a lot. A lot of people discount, you know, team chemistry saying if you have all the talent, but unless you're in that clubhouse and realizing if your goal every day is to win, no matter who wins the game, who's going to be the star. It that's what makes this everyone better. And I think this team is going to be way, way better this season because of that, that mentality going forward. Yeah, it's kind of interesting you talk about Rendon because you know, you know, you're hearing about Otani during spring training. You're obviously you're hearing about Trout during spring training. You're hearing about the new additions. And it's like Rendon to me is kind of underneath the radar. You're not hearing a lot about him through the, through the season or through the spring training, but you know he's going to show up when the season starts, uh, just like he did at towards uh, you know after the slow start last year. Um, two young guns that you kind of mentioned earlier that i want to talk about a little bit is reed detmers and, and chris rodriguez mm-hmm. what have you seen from both of them that just stands out to you and says wow uh first of all i'll go with reed detmers because i'll go with chris rodriguez in a minute because i love this kid uh reed is what we, what we would all say has pitchability he already has four quality pitches he played in a very tough college conference he's already polished and that's the thing i like about him he knows what he's doing he's he's, he's getting a little bit better more crisp with his slider to go along with that big curveball and changeup. Fastball velocity is going to consistently sit around that 92-95 range, and he can pitch to all four quadrants of the strike zone with all his pitches. Doesn't get rattled, always under control, and throws strikes. you got a chance to win every game. He's one of those guys right now that could win at the major league level right now. Right now. Because his stuff is that good. He's not, like I said, he's not going to throw 100 miles an hour. But what I'm seeing is a kind of a reverse trend in baseball where clubs are looking at guys that can stay healthy, stay on the mound, that can throw strikes, that can go through a lineup three times, four times. He has the stuff that he can go through a lineup three or four times, in my opinion, right this moment. So that's going to be huge going forward. You're going to see him at some point, meaningful innings for the Angels this year. There's no doubt in my mind that's going to happen. Now, Chris Rodriguez, it's funny because I, I text people all the time and even guys like David Vasse, who writes and does stuff for the Dodgers, he goes, well, you never say anything that highly about a young player like you did on Twitter about Chris Rodriguez. Not, but when I watch him pitch, I don't even care if he's given up a run or a home run or whatever. He has an edge to him. And he, yeah. his fastball moves, I, I, I kind of equate like 
he's one of those guys that you see had been coming up through the Dodgers organization, uh, you know, Dustin May or Walker Bueller, where you just go, wow, that fastball not only is firm, it's upper 90s, but it has great movement through the strike zone. He's got a really good breaking ball, a solid changeup as well. His fastball disappears in the strike zone. And the one thing I love about him when I mention those type of guys like Walker Bueller, he's got an edge to him. He doesn't want to give up a run. He doesn't want to hit her swinging comfortably in the batter's box against him. So for me, that edge like that is such a perfect guy on your team, whether it's out of the bullpen or eventually maybe you'd be a starter down the road. He needs, in my opinion, to be part of this team going forward because he brings a big-time element, even though he's a kid. Now, health has been an issue with him. He hasn't pitched a whole lot. But already you can see it in his mind and in his mannerisms and his body language. He knows he belongs in a major league mound. If you could do that as a young player, you're going to be successful. Yeah, Chris being a, a, a past guest on the All Angels podcast, so we definitely are rooting for him um, coming up this season. But with both of those guys, Reed Detmers getting drafted, obviously out of Louisville, but not having a minor league season because of the COVID, and then Chris Rodriguez having the, what little time in minor leagues kind of cut short due to injury. Are you worried about you know these guys in Reed's case not seeing any professional hitting until you know uh, the Angels? Uh, alternate side and then Chris too, just kind of getting back to it. Does that worry you at all as far as them making an appearance this year? I, I think it's, it's always something people will think about because maybe Joe Adele was rushed last year and things didn't work out with him, whether at the plate or in the field that, you know, that's always a possibility, but the only, only thing I can always go back to is, is what I, I dealt with, you know, in, in 1984, Brett Saberhig and I were both in double a, and that's as high as we had to go through the minor leagues. We didn't even play in AAA. And that year in spring training in 84, our manager, Dick Hauser, looked at us. And Danny Jackson was, was 22 years old. I was 21. And Saves was 20. So you got three guys going to be potentially in your rotation that have basically zero experience in minor league baseball. But they see the kind of body language you got and what kind of a player you can be that there was going to be no stress as far as taking that chance. They, they looked at our makeup and go, this, that's what I do when I look at Reed and Chris. I look at their makeup. They're not going to stress out. They're not going to panic if things don't go well initially. They're going to fight. They're going to figure it out. That's what we had there in Kansas City. I saw that with the New York Mets a few years ago when they were going to Grom and, and Syndergaard and, and Mats. you got to take chances. If you have the right guys with the right arms, it doesn't matter how much you throw down there. Now, hitters, I think it's a little bit different. you got to get seasoning more at bats down in the minor leagues. But if you have the right pitching core, and these guys have the right makeup, and I see that with Reed and Chris, there's no reason for me to believe that they need to throw a lot more down there because they're already me mentally ready with their skills and their talent to be able to be successful in the major leagues, if that makes any sense to you. No, it does, and you're right, because I think you mentioned with, with Joe, people feeling he got rushed up last year. I think people are kind of like, well, let's not do that to these young guys that are that are obviously very promising, and, and Reed and uh, Chris – You've seen a lot of the teams in the division in spring training, obviously not not Houston because they're out in Florida. But how do you feel this rotation, you know, with the guys that we know are going to be the six guys right now, um, stack up against other rotations in the division? Well, I think right now you can make a case is probably as strong, if not stronger than anybody in the rotation, any rotation in, in the division. Now, Oakland, you know, if they're young pitchers, stay healthy. And that's always Lazardo and, and Puck, those guys are, are phenoms in my opinion, but have they been out there enough to be able to 
Sean Manaya, the same thing. So, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they got the arms, but they got to stay healthy themselves. So, right now, in my opinion, the Angels, you know, they stack up with anybody in the division. Now, if you put up against San Diego or, or the Dodgers in the National League West, it's a little bit different. But I think in this division, even most clubs, if you look in the American League, you know, I think you're seeing some shift in talent, especially pitching wise, National League a little bit stronger. And, you know, look at the NL East as well. But in the American League, as far as overall staffs, so I think the Angels match up favorably. And obviously with their lineup, they're as good as any lineup in all yeah. of baseball and, and defensively the same way. So all those intangibles put together for me for a chance for this club to have a really a special season. And I think the whole conversation, and I, I know Trouty's been talking about it. I text him all the time, getting to the postseason, that's all we've heard. And Trout has that look like, you know what? I'm going to will these guys. I'm going to make the rest of my teammates better. Because I'm going to the postseason. He's going to the postseason this year because he's going to do special things, and the rest of the guys around him will do the same. We are definitely hoping for, for that postseason uh, berth this year, regardless if it's extended playoffs or, or not. I know that's still kind of up in the air until the, obviously, like last year, the last minute. Um, but where do you see the division win? Not necessarily the Angels, but whatever team wins this division, what do you think their win total will be at the end of the year? I'm still thinking probably probably 92, 93 wins, I think even possibly 91, because it's going to be pretty packed in there. The top three teams are going to be the same as we've seen in the past. It's going to be the the Astros, although they've taken a hip using Springer, and, and their starting staff is so young and inexperienced. So, And the same thing with their bullpen. They could be really good if Bregman's back to being healthy and Altuve does his stuff. They, you know, they brought back Brantley. You know, Carlos Correa is a phenomenal player himself, and you know, Alvarez is back, you know, and he's healthy for what I understand. So they're very, very good. And the A's, I thought initially, losing Marcus Simeon, you know, Liam Hendricks, they lost Grossman. I thought they were taking a step back. And then, as Oakland always does, <laughs> they take a couple steps forward. They bring in Elvis Andrews. They get Tre- Trevor Rosenthal. They get Mitch Moreland. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to be very, very formidable once again. So it's going to be a great race. You know, as always comes down to health. But I think if you look at one through 26 at this moment, the Angels are, are, are the team that has the most talent. Now, they haven't won in a while. And, it, and it, that really is a big thing. When you've won Lake Oakland and you won like Astros, if you get off to a slow start, you know in your mind, hey, we're, we've won before. We're going to turn this around. Now, the Angels haven't been there since 2014. They got to get back that winning mentality. You have Dexter Fowler as a World Series champ. You got. Kurt Suzuki's a World Series champ. You got Anthony Rendon, a World Series champ. You got Albert Poles, a World Series champ. So all those guys right now have known what it takes to win a World Series. That's going to be important for those guys to carry that on for the rest of the players, whether it's, you know, Iglesias at shortstop, David Fletcher, who's a phenomenal player. I love that kid, by the way. I think Upton's <laughs> going to have a great year. Walshy at first base with Albert Poles. All those, all those things are coming into play because – you got a lot of winners on there. And I'll tell you, when you have World Series champs around you, everyone kind of gravitates toward you. You kind of mentioned, too, the slow start and how maybe if you're not used to winning, that can kind of get into your mind. How you look at the first month of the season in April, you have obviously you lead off with with uh, the White Sox and then you're in then you play Houston, then Minnesota's in there and, and you have a lot of good teams. Toronto's in there. Um, what do you think the Angels need to come away with this next month uh 500 a couple games above 500 to kind of keep that mental like hey we can actually do this we can make a run 
Well, you even go back to that short sprint of a season last year. If you take away what happened in that first month, we had 14, what, 14 blown saves. Yeah. Big difference because they were the best. They had the best record that last, you know, 20 some games in the month of September, you know, except for that last series at Dodger Stadium when everything fell apart for them. In the end, they weren't able to make the postseason. So nobody was really playing. So that's that's a different story. Getting off to a, a hot start is is huge, and and you mentioned the schedule's a tough one. You got Kansas City in there as well, and yeah. they've retooled. They look pretty strong themselves. So there's no games in there where you think, okay, we can you know go out and, and beat up on this team and put together some good numbers on the offensive and on the pitching side. It's going to be a battle. You got a four game set to start with the White Sox, and that's yeah. a really really good team with really good pitching themselves. But it's a team if the Angels play well, they can win that. That's Series for games one. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't think you ever settle for a 500 month. I say you, you go for a, a winning month, a, a huge number of wins, and then you go forward because then you can, you know, as you go along, you, you figure out what guys need some days off here and there, how you mess around with the rotation, who sets up who down in the bullpen because eventually you love guys in your bullpen to have set roles and they're comfortable roles. So all those things will be in big time play. If you get off to a good start, if you don't get off to a good start, then that then you would start falling back on, well, we haven't won in a while. How do we consistently win? So that's where Joe Madden being around the team the whole year. 60-game schedule last year. Everyone was different parts of the stadium working out and talking. Now they're a little bit more comfortable, like we all around the country right now, being closer together. It's going to make Joe Madden, which he's at his best when he's able to get the most out of his players. And that's what you're going to see going with this club, getting the most out of his talent going forward. Mark, I want to thank you again. This has been awesome. Um, really, really, really looking forward to hearing you guys, seeing you guys on opening day with you, Hosey, and Darren Sutton, the new addition. Um, you know, thank you again. Um, really looking forward again to this season and really appreciate you taking some time out. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I'm hoping at some point we'll have a Christmas in June again. I hope they do stuff like that at the stadium. I'm going to get D. Sutt or, or Matty V to be able to wear something. I know that. I, I, I never give up, man. I never give up. And, and Darren said in the interview, I asked, I asked him about that question, the, the chances of him being in some kind of a costume throughout the year, and he says he's 100% um, for it. So if you need any evidence, I can I can send you a clip. Just, just be like, hey, you said something. Oh, that's perfect. I really appreciate that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to be there opening day with the, some fans back in there, probably nine, ten thousand 10,000 fans. Eventually work with 33% to 67% going forward. It's going to be so much fun. The players are going to be way better playing with those fans at home. And I know they're going to love being at the ballpark. Again, thank you, Gooby. Uh, just kicking off our Angels preview week, and tomorrow we will have Fabian Ardayo, the athletic, joining us as well um, and to get his point of view about what's going on in spring training and uh, the upcoming season. So definitely same place, same time uh, tomorrow. So, Mark, again, thank you very much. I've been Daniel Garcia, and this has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast.